Welcome to High Street Freaks. It is your overlord and dear friend, B1G underscore Ryan on the warpath. Um, look, frankly, today's episode's going to get a little bit heated. Uh, <laughs> I'm, here with, I'm here with my friend, uh, Juan Harding, DJ Burns. Uh, we, are, we have been let off the chain. Our, our, uh, our overseer, uh, Kevin Harris, is not with us here today. Um, Kevin is, uh, he's, he's handling some things, you know, there's, there's been some enemies of, of, uh, our website, maybe field.com got a little too unruly and we've sent our hitman out to go, <laughs> our hitman, our hitman, Kevin Harris on the case. Yeah. It's the- always bad when Kevin, I mean, if it's normally it's me or you, but when we send Kevin out, it's truly a black ops mission. That's the thing. People think you and I are like the most, you know, disagreeable, angry people on the website, but the real secret is like. <laughs> Look, we're, we're the tier one soldiers. If you let Kevin or Patrick get after you, those guys are, first of all, much meaner than we are. They're much, like, we, we hold them back. You know what I mean? Like we're the front Yeah. and God help you. If the four of us get a little too, a little too wound up and we just send Taylor after you. Oh, you don't want to see that. That's true. That's yeah, true. man. So listen, we're here today to talk a little Buckeye football uh, as we always do on high street freaks. Um, it's going to be a quick episode today because I think we're going to get a little a little short fuse going for myself here about about our good friend. This fucking bomb, Ryan. Yeah, he's at it again. He's at it again. <laughs> Let's rip through. Uh, there's one other piece of news I want to get into real first before we get to the main event of Parker Fleming. Valentine's um, Day is nasty work. Nasty work. <laughs> nasty work. Hang on, we got we got to hold ourselves at bay for one second. The other piece of news that came out today. Did you see uh, we canceled the, the home and home with Washington? You see this? Yeah, what's that about? I don't know, man. I was theorizing on it. Like, the optimist in me likes to think that maybe that means we're going to finally add Washington and Oregon to the Big Ten. But uh, realistically, I don't know. I think Ryan Day probably said it's going to be too hard to play a good team, and he wants to have, like, Western Michigan instead, if I had to guess. Yeah, that sucks. I'm Washington, Washington is a premier location. Just so that if you ever have a chance to go to a game there, I would recommend it. Dude, I've always um, wanted to go. You been? Yeah, I've been. I went one time. Uh, what would that have been? 07. Uh, James Laurinaitis was playing. So, yeah, like 07. Um, beautiful stadium. That little little too much Bill Gates name around for my liking. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can like drive. You can like drive a. Any, anytime you can drive a boat there, park, yeah. and then like get drunk and go to a game, right. that's a good environment. I know they have that's that up true. in Cleveland. Um, and that's Tennessee has it, that right. Tennessee does that. I think on the, yeah, uh, they call uh, it sailgating. That's what it was. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And by the way, we should mention uh, what you said about Bill is totally correct. And also this podcast is coming to you live from our location on Wexner Avenue there in Columbus, <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> right. Right before the home field launch. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm bummed out. My, my, uh, my best friend from high school lives out there in Washington. Uh, his girlfriend's a big UW fan. He's kind of a converted UW fan. It's a great, it's forward. yeah, it's a great type yeah. place to just go. Seattle's great. Seattle's cool. I was I was really looking forward to going to that game, but I don't know. I guess I'll just fucking kill myself. Thanks a lot, Ryan Day. Uh, <laughs> it could be, I mean, it it could. Be, I mean, they're definitely going to be at the top of the list joining, and they're definitely going to add teams, so it's plausible. But I would yeah. can we just stop scheduling these games so far in fucking like. What's the deal with this? Can we just right. like? We got, but we, we still have for him. We still have Texas, Georgia, Alabama coming up. I'm sure those ones aren't going to get played, right? Like, I mean, anyone think we're going to end up playing those? I don't know. Uh, I mean, the honest, honestly, as much shit as I used to talk, there's no point. There's no point in playing these teams anymore if you can just do what Michigan did. Yeah, I think I think we've reached the middle ground of it where, like, 
I don't know, man. Like it really did. It's almost like it's like college basketball, right? You're incentivized to play those big games because you need those. What do you call them? Q1 wins, uh, quadrant yeah. one wins, or whatever. I don't really follow college basketball that much, but I know the concept. Uh, <laughs> but but like if you're if you're talking about college football, like the, look, the answer how to get in the playoff is just be 12 and 0 or 12 and 1 or 11 and 1, right? That's how you get in the playoff. But if you go to a 12 team format, theoretically there might be like 10, 9, and 3 teams trying to get in, and you might get a benefit from playing a good team. But then again, you're also going to play a nine or ten game Big Ten schedule against a bunch of good teams. Like, who? I don't know. I don't really know how the math's going to work out. I'm curious to see, but I am a little bummed out. I want to see that game, but what can you do? Um, look, we got bigger fish to fry today. Unfortunately, we got to <laughs> we got to move on from this. We got bigger Washington. fish to fry. <laughs> I'm not too worried about those Huskies. Uh, you know what I am worried about, and what I've just been in today. I think it's a premium pot. This is a premium, right? Is it a free one? No way to know. Uh, that's Kevin's job, and he's not around today. <laughs> we'll find out whenever he edits this podcast. But um, DJ, I don't know about you. I bought myself a little something from the new home field drop today. Uh, yeah, I was able to get in there. The Wexner edition. <laughs> Wexner edition. And I did think it was interesting they did put Les Wexner's like signature on all of the clothes, this new drop. Yeah. But what can you do, man? I mean, he has a lot of influence around the university, and I guess with home field apparel as well. Um Crazy to but, think. <laughs> I did get myself a couple new T-shirts. I caught that Ringer tee uh, and also the uh, one of the other T-shirts, one of the, the uh, I don't know, Ohio State <laughs> T-shirts. And, I'm uh, the, the one with the retro, oh, that windbreaker. I just oh, I got my dad that. That's what I was going to say. I got yeah, that from my yeah, dad. Exactly. I'm just a middle-aged man, me and my Apple Watch. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, I caught some heat that Apple Watch tweet last week. Did you see that? Oh uh, yeah. See, that's what that's what I just like about being just middle aged now because I can just see tweets like that and be like, oh, all right, like <laughs> just like go on my day. You know, in other days, yeah, I bet I bet the Apple Watch soldiers come for you. Oh, dude, there were some guys who are like in their twenties wearing Apple Watches who were pissed off at me. They were not happy to be on G Ryan's. The, tw- the twenty five the twenty five year olds are the ones you gotta watch out for. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they were not very happy. I mean, it looks fucking ugly. It's a stupid looking watch, oh, in my yeah, opinion. It's, de- it's definitely. I mean, I don't wear it for the style, right? For you sure. Wear it for the I, I, I was, That's I, cool. Yeah, I, I just like it just for cycling, and I go on my walks and just you know. Exactly. If you're wearing it for your you know heart health or whatever, Daddy Tim Apple can get all my. I can beam all my personal data <laughs> up to him. <laughs> I do think that. Uh, I mean, like, look, it's really valuable for that. It's nice to have the heart monitor, all that stuff. But if you're wearing that because you think it looks cool, I think you are a punk of the highest order. Yeah, uh, I've got bad news. I just embrace it. You know what I mean? Like, stop being, like, who cares? Like, you know, not everything has to be cool. I would say just embrace not being cool. It's, yeah. It's a good lifestyle. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, but Homefield is cool. If you want to hang on to the last shreds of your coolness, um, you can uh, subscribe to meetatmidfield.com and order some clothes from homefieldapparel.com uh, with the code meetatmidfield for 15% off your first order. Best way to live. Good Buckeye gear on there right now. It, the, I think the new Buckeye launch closes at 4 p.m. Eastern on Friday. So you got until the end of this week to get your order in. Uh, good luck to you. Uh, and if you're one of those pervert Michigan fans listening to our podcast or the like behind enemy line stuff, there's also a new Michigan drop available this week. So enjoy that. Check it out. Um, Check out the Ohio State stuff, obviously, too. All right, look, Parker Fleming. Let's get into this fucking shit. Parker Fleming. Oh, Ryan Day oh. yesterday on, on, on February 14th, Valentine's Day, San Valentino. He hit to Austin Ward. Just nasty. <laughs> he told – look, Austin Ward got the scoop. <laughs> Two years, 500000 per year extension. 
for Parker Fleming. After it wasn't even an extension, it's actually a brand new contract because that bum's contract had fully expired. They could have just didn't have to fire him, they could just let him walk. They paid him his full contract, could just let him go, walk on his merry way. They gave him an extension, DJ. Right. What the fuck is this guy's problem? What the fuck is or wrong just, with Ryan Day? You know, like give do what do what they did to my man Tim Hinton. You know, just say and the, you know, put him put him off of the sidelines in the back rooms or whatever. Yeah. I, what did he bring? He wasn't good at special teams and I, all year. All year. What did we say? It's going to cost us at the biggest fucking moments. Boom. What happened? Cost us. For sure. I mean, it wasn't the decisive, you know, the fake punch. Oh, but it certainly mattered. Yeah. But it certainly mattered. And that's his one fucking job. And he can't even get it. Like, he can't even get people lined up. And, and on top of it, he sucks on the recruiting trail. So what else? Like, what else is there, man? Procedural penalties or would have been procedural penalties on both fake punt attempts in the final two games of the season. Uh, and he also, not to mention that, like the only, like his job is so small. Like they play so few plays per game. The only shit they do is kickoff return and, and, uh, and coverage punt return and coverage and fucking field goals. That's it. That's the whole fucking job. That's the whole thing. And in that Georgia game, they had 12 men on the field for the miss, the messed up fake punt. They didn't execute correctly. Uh, and they also, they got, first of all, they got sniffed out by Kirby Smart because he's not even, his only job, especially teams, he can't even hide a formation. Everyone knows every time he's going to fake. A, a, except the only time a fake worked was against Rutgers because he didn't call the fake. The punter called his own number. That's the only time a fake's worked on this fucking loser. Uh, and also, you know what? On the game-deciding field goal attempt, the reason Noah Ruggles took a lot of shit, kicked it, missed it so bad, is because the holder messed up his job. The whole, he can't even teach a guy how to hold a kick. What are we doing? Flakes is out. Everyone knows that. It's the only way you hold a kick. We can't get guys like what throw. what do you do all day? What do you do all day? Yeah, and then he's like and then he liked remember the flipping the field tweet that he said. Oh sure, he follows the account. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. Fucking loser. Like, he's it, it's a special teams coach, but like people will flip out, you know, they'll say like, oh, is a special team coach, is that really gonna be the difference between like a national championship? Like, no, but you saw this year how big of a role it can fucking play. And, and we're just going to run it back. We're going to give the guy a promotion. Half a million dollars. That's not a small amount. Yeah. Half a million dollars for what? And it's just, to me, it's just like, they must just fucking like the guy. Yeah. You know let let I mean? me start my low post there. Let me fucking get to, like the guy. Let me get into my office here in the low post and cook and tell you what I hate about this guy. So, so not only did he blow up his all of his assignments, the biggest games of the year, the highest leverage moments, uh, they also ranked 70th or below in every 70th, sorry, and below or below in every single major category of kickoff return and coverage and punt return and coverage. Just bad at the fucking, the, just the basics of being a special teams coach, they're bad at it, right? People are going to say, oh, they ranked ninth at SP plus special teams. First of all, don't ever say an analytic to me. Don't ever say that word to me. And after that, too, the reason they do that is because marginal explosives heavily factored in. Because they blocked a couple punts against fucking Maryland, had a fake punt against Rutgers, and blocked a kick against Indiana. Like, you're talking about the three worst teams in the conference they had a couple of nice plays against. And so they rank highly because of that. They fucking suck against Georgia and Michigan when the season actually counts when it means something. They were terrible in the biggest moments. Besides that... Parker Fleming does not recruit. He is not a recruiter at all. He's not been responsible for a single recruit they've signed in his two full seasons at Ohio State. Not a goddamn How? one. How? And uh, it's not like you're. It's not like you're selling vacuums, right? Door to door. Coming to Ohio, it's Ohio <laughs> you're State. You're selling like, Ohio State. You can't recruit Ohio State. 
Like he just Not tags one. along whenever someone needs him to do paperwork. I think I think the other guys just use him to file expense reports or whatever when they're taking recruiting trips. I don't, I don't know what else he could possibly do. But it, it, besides that, the structure of having the staff set up the way it is, right? Look, Ohio State currently, if people don't know this, you're allowed to have 10 on-field assistants in college football. That means those are the guys who are allowed to go out on the, you know, out in the road recruiting, the guys that can actually do the coaching on game day, they can wear headsets, yada, yada, all that shit, right? Parker Fleming is one of those 10. Ohio State has five coaches on offense, plus Ryan Day, who other coaches offense, and four coaches on defense. Us and TCU are the only programs, the TCU this season, are the only programs to have top 10 finishes since that rule was put in place while only having uh, four coaches on one side of the football. That means that other teams do have full-time special teams coordinators, but they're either either the coach uh, who is, on, for example, if a coach is, you know, coaches defense, right? If you're Nick Saban and you have four defensive coaches, that's because you also help coach defense, right? Ryan Day is essentially putting six offensive coaches on the field, four defensive and one special teams. And Parker Fleming has no fucking background in special teams prior to coming to Ohio State. His background is an offensive coach at fucking Capital University in Texas State, both jobs he failed at. Uh, and then he gets to come here with no fucking resume. So essentially, we're looking at seven offensive coaches and four defensive coaches on a situation where over the last three seasons, Ohio State is allowing an average of over 45 points per game in games against Michigan and the postseason combined. 45 fucking points a game in the most important games of the season. Uh, and on top of that, by the way, on the recruiting side that I mentioned, we're not recruiting very well. Alabama has signed literally twice as many top 100 recruits on defense as we have in the last four classes. They have signed 28 top 100 recruits. We have 14. Georgia has 25. We're getting our fucking ass kicked on the recruiting trail. Our defense sucks the biggest games, and we're not fixing shit because Brian's little buddy, Parker Fleming, would have to have a job here for half a million dollars a year. What are we doing? This is infuriating. There's no point. Like, there's, there's nothing pointing to anything being different next year. No, like it would have to be. Shit. It would have to be Ryan Day becoming a completely different person, and it's just this is who he is. This is who he is, and the defensive side, the defense is at a point now where it they just literally don't care about that side of the ball. That they feel that they can go out and they can score more points than everybody, which is fine as long as you're playing in perfect weather. Apparently, because <laughs> we saw what can happen in the snow, and I don't know. Can you win? Can, can you beat Michigan and win a big t- uh, national championship without a defense, without a defense that can get a stop when it matters most at all? Uh, so far, the answer is no. Now, maybe they have some numbers gurus that are saying, you know, maybe it's all in the analytics and eventually the dice just are going to break our way because we have been close. But yeah, I, why would you expect next year to go any different than this year, especially with right. the game being in Michigan? Come and on. not just that, too, like the further away you get from like recruiting success, because look, the recruiting keeps getting worse, too. Like, at least when Kerry Combs to bad DC, he could recruit some guys. Jim Knowles can't recruit and his defense suck. Uh, Larry Johnson's getting worse at his job. He missed on his biggest targets all last year. Like, we're getting less and less talent on defense every year because we're signing fewer and fewer top end guys in that system. So, the coaching still, they're still underhanded on coaching. They still don't have enough guys to man all the positions. Uh, and they're also, uh, essentially put a situation out here where they're, where they're uh, uh, you know, not bringing enough talent to compete with these guys. Like, 
We're, we're fighting with our arm tied behind our back, and Ryan Day could easily fix it. Just the easiest fucking thing in the world. He brought in James Laurinaitis to the program, a guy who coaches in the front seven is allegedly a great recruiter, is a you know Buckeye legend, all that shit, and just refuses to have him coach. Last season, he had Matt Guerrero, he's a former AFCA assistant coach of the year finalist, you know one of the best three coaches and assistant coaches in college football that year. He was nominated uh, on staff, a Jim Knowles disciple, a great young recruiter who's now going to be a Big Ten defensive coordinator next season in Indiana. And he just had Parker Fleming do his fucking job instead of him. Had Parker Fleming coach instead of that guy. That guy also, by the way, has background coaching special teams. Perry Eliano, our, our, our uh, defensive backs coach, also has a background coaching special teams. Tony Elford, our running backs coach, also has a background coaching special teams. There's a million guys that's fucking staff who've also coached special teams. This is not a real job. It's not hard to do. Like, the only thing you got to do is decide uh, block or don't block or, or kick or don't kick. Like, you don't even have to fucking make the decision. You just call the plays. You have like three total plays the whole season. But that's the part I can't get past. You can't get, like, he can't do that. Because especially with the new rules now, they let QC and GAs coach uh, all throughout practice. It's only on game day. So all you're saying is Parker Fleming is so important to take recruiters off the road, to take other guys off coach the defense, that we got to let him, you know, get a headset on game day so he can tell you whether which block you want to use. You got to be a fucking idiot to think that's smart. Like, you have to be so goddamn dumb and necessary. I can't get my head around it, man. I cannot wrap my head around it. Yeah, he, he must uh. just be a cool dude. You know? He must be a great hang. Like, he must just be a cool dude. Maybe he's maybe he's like got a good hookup with the drugs, you know. Yeah, I imagine Parker Fleming's kinda like uh he's kinda like that scene of Boogie Nights, they go to the guy's house to rob him. Uh and he's playing the you know talking you see Boogie yeah. Nights, you know, you know the movie? Yeah. He's playing the Ricky Springfield tape. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Day's just a little Chinese boy throwing firecrackers while Parker Fleming's dancing around in his bathrobe, uh doing blow and crank and saying, Ricky Springfield, he's a buddy of mine. <laughs> that must be how they get down at Dublin, Ohio, because I can't imagine what Parker Fleming's actual job is at this point. I, God it damn was... it, dude. I'm so fired up. I mean, I just like it's gonna make for a bad episode because what conversation do you have about it? It's just an obvious thing to yell about. Yeah. And, and I mean, they, you know, we, we've had Justin Field and Stroud, I have two guys that are pretty generational. And right. So if we don't have a generational quarterback next year, what does that look like? <laughs> yeah, I think what, that's what you're getting at, too, is like their whole thing is they basically just seem convinced that they can just pass their way to a title. Right. They just think like if our receivers and quarterbacks are good enough, we're going to eventually break through and beat somebody despite every other part of the program getting worse every year. And I think the method for this, if you follow it, is basically what Dabo did at Clemson, right? When Dabo had Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson and, like, you know, uh, Sammy Watkins and Mike Williams and T. Higgins and and all those, you know, Justin Ross and a dozen other great receivers, that Hunter Renfro, right, was the bane of our existence. Uh, all, all those guys that basically when you have enough good receivers and a good enough quarterback that a, a team will fuck up and lose to you. And that did happen. It was true that it happened twice for Clemson. But the question is, like, do you think that Georgia and Alabama don't also have great players? Like, do you think that method that Clemson did is actually the smartest method? Like, like, why would you just convince yourself to keep pursuing that instead of saying, well, hey, we can also we can still have great quarterbacks and receivers and also get good other places? Like, why stop trying to get better everywhere else? Ugh, it, 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 feels like, it feels like the, can the drill candles tweet. Yeah, I mean, really, it's we spend all of our budget on on quarterbacks and receivers. You know, like it's like my little brother playing like 
dynasty or whatever. And it's like, well, hey, like, what if we just don't put all our points into five-star receivers? <laughs> and, you know, we spread the love a little bit. But No, can't do it. Ryan Day is obsessed, man. Um, I mean, that's the I, thing. It's it, like, and, and, you know, we've got friends on the beat. we got guys we like out there. Look, these guys usually, oh, we were pretty mean about this. These guys are almost always positive on Ryan Day, right? They like kiss the ground he walks on. Almost every beat writer like thinks he's the smartest man alive. Almost yeah, unanimously. Or they're, just, or they're just unwilling to rock the boat. Right. That that's that's true. Almost unanimously, everyone who writes with the team is saying this is pretty stupid. Like they're not saying it that aggressively, but everyone who's commented on it, like from what I've seen, you know, Bill Landis, Austin Moore, Jerry. Oh Bowman, yeah. Um, where it's like where they're uh, not Gerdin, where they're not Tom saying. Moore. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, but a lot of them are even outright saying, like, I would not have done this. I think this doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> and, like, if that's about as strongly word as you get a combination of Ryan Day from the beat at this point. Um, yeah, man, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> I, I just don't know. I, I just, like, the sense of doom that I get from this, like, it seems like a small thing, right? I know it seems it, crazy it, to get this worked up. It, but, it reeks of urbanism at the end, you know, where, where, where Urban just wanted his road dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you, want, you know, it's tough. Yeah. You've got criticism. And at the end of the day, you just want like your road dogs. And he, I, it's definitely not a place. It's definitely not a move of security no. where he's like feeling comfortable, where it's just like, I'm going to war with the guys that I know because he knows like his job's on the line and he'd much rather go with, yeah, like it must be something. I would assume it's just the ego. <laughs> like, thing. I think he's just can. Yeah. Like, he basically just believes that his method is right, and no matter how much he gets to the contrary, from you know evidence is piling up on how bad this guy. First of all, like I think I said this before, but I think even if you had the best special teams coach in America, it's not worth having a full time special teams guy if you're not going to have a full complement of offensive and defensive coaches, right? Like. If you want to keep Parker Fleming and you think he's awesome, which I, again, I think is stupid and observably not true, but whatever, if you think that, then you also cannot hire your little intern Keenan Bailey to come coach tight ends. You don't have enough defensive coaches, right? Like you got to go bring in a, a linebackers coach. Like they are just too, they, they think every guy that works for them as an intern is the smartest guy in the fucking country. And they have to keep them. They have to keep this talent in house. God forbid to do what every other coach in the history of college football has done, which is get his young guys good jobs at smaller schools. Let them go prove themselves, see how they do. Like, it's like, you know, Urban Meyer, right? He worked under Earl Bruce, the GA. Then he got his job at, you know, I think what, Cincy and, you know, worked his way up to get to Bowling, Bowling Green, Green and yada, yada, all this. Yeah, he ended up the Bowling Green head coach after being at Notre Dame and all those different places. And he, they let him go prove himself a position coach. Then he got a head coaching job. Then he, you know, came back to Ohio State a long time later. And that happens all the time. We do that with coaches all of the time. It's it's the smart thing to do because let them go prove themselves elsewhere. And once you, you know, like we're the New York Yankees, man. Like we're not the money well, ball athletics. Like we can Bear, pay like anybody. Brian said, you know, and we're mama. When mama yeah. comes calling. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You're gonna want to come. Like, who doesn't want to come? Like, coach and play for the Bucks. Like, right. I, like, it's, I don't know. It's the cradle of coaches, man. It's the cradle. Like, that's it's it's. There's a million guys to choose from. Want to come coach the Ohio State Buckeyes? We are the New York Yankees of college football, man. Like, we have the deepest pool of people who grow up obsessed playing. You know, wanting to play for us in the in the universe. Like, there is no school that has more coaches out there who dream of coaching or playing. You know, playing for the you know, coaching for the Buckeyes than Ohio State. And we just like keep elevating some fucking random interns from Georgia to come work for us instead. 
because God forbid you actually go do a coaching search. That that hurts Ryan Day's brain. He can't. He just he's too lazy to go do that. Uh, oh, but anyway, what, what I, I think what I was getting to there is even if you you know you think he's a great coach or something, you think he's worth it. Like you, you've got to structure this smarter, man. You can't keep getting your ass on defense and not do anything different on defense. You can't keep letting it happen. It's insane. Yeah, and people keep saying like, well, wait till Vegan Grandpa like gets his own players in there, and it's like, oh, well, where are these players? What are these players? Who? <laughs> who are these players going to be? <laughs> and that's another thing too. Like, look, I know you. I know Vegan Grandpa won the Broyles, yada yada, all that. He doesn't have an impeachable record. Let's be honest. But you look no, at his, his hell career. No, he doesn't. Hell yeah. no, he doesn't. Hell no, he doesn't. Like, he's on the hot seat just like the rest of them. Yeah, and, man. Like. He had one great defense at Oklahoma State after, you know, three mediocre ones there, some mediocre ones at Duke, one pretty good season at Duke. Like, he takes, like, four years to get it up and running, and his whole thing is he uses the exotic blitz packages to create, you know, uh, basically an advantage for talent-deficient teams against better teams. Brother, it's Ohio State. We don't have a talent deficiency, right? We don't need to create some exotic blitz packages and take risks to kind of create pressure and cross turnovers. Like, it's fucking Ohio State. You can just play straight-up defense. If you're good at it, you're going to win games. You let J.J. McCarthy jackpot you, what, three times? Three times, yeah, (laughs) let alone Donovan Edwards, for Christ's sake. Like, yeah, man, my God, like, you know, what are we doing here? It's it's not Ohio, it's, it's, I mean, like, it's not like it's, we're not playing at Bowling Green, dude. Like, we we have enough talent that we can run our own defense in a way to play it straight up. Like, we don't have to get, you know, the little confusing blitz back just to kind of hide some shit. We don't need Todd Grantham in the building. Like, it's uh, fucking embarrassing. I, at least this year, I'm not falling for the scam. Like, I'll talk my shit for Notre Dame because I love, I love beating yep. shit out of Notre Dame. And we probably will beat Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman and his mole child. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll walk my – because that's – honestly, the Notre Dame game is going to be a, about as good as it gets. Uh, what is yeah. that, like week three? So, I think we, go through, it, it, we start with, like, Indiana, so. Yeah. Uh, that's true. We like, started in Indiana. Like week, three, like week three with Notre Dame, that's about as good as it's going to get. But I'm not, yeah. man. How, it's going to end. Week, week four. Week four. Way. It starts out at Indiana, home against Youngstown State, home against Western Kentucky, then at Notre Dame for the bye week. Also, a week four bye week, dude, this season's going to fall apart. I fucking, yeah. they're going to come out of that bye week riding high, 4-0. Uh, and then, oh, I mean, yeah. they're, they're going to be they like go, the Cleveland Browns did. The Cleveland Browns, I forget who they won this oh. year. They went on, went on a bye. Went, oh, they beat the Bengals, went into a bye, then popped up in Miami. I was like, this is going to be a disaster. <laughs> Man, we go. Fair enough. The rest of the schedule is Maryland at Purdue, home against Penn State, at, at Wisconsin. Yeah. You got a three-game a three stretch of at Purdue, home against Penn State, at Wisconsin. Uh, followed up by at Rutgers, Michigan State, Minnesota at home, then, you know, up in the big house. I think they're probably going 10-2 this year. Um, yeah. I mean, they probably will go 11-1 because that's what Ryan Day does, like, you know, as his the heart of his soul. But, like, I don't care. They're not going to be – they're not going to win anything, dude. It's just another fucking Ryan Day team. He's John Cooper, man. He's the same guy all the time. Like, he's, he's yeah, so we stubborn. Could be, he won't change anything. We could be, like, 11-0 – Playing Michigan, you know, playing Michigan up in the third quarter by 15, but the second there's turbulence and like the second they tie the game or whatever, that all, all like, it's all going out the window yep. on that second, and we're going right back to where we were. So like, 
until they beat Michigan, until it is midway through the fourth quarter, no, that whole season is just going to be a mirage. And then when we're 11 now, maybe we're kicking the, you know, kicking the hell out of people. Then everybody's going to look at people like us and be like, oh, these guys are just negative. You know, all oh, they, they're just negative. They just want to see all the bad things. But then, you know, when we lose to Michigan three years in a row, uh, yeah, I'm not going to take any. It'll be with a heavy heart, you know. That yeah. uh, Ryan Day is being considered for treason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <laughs> think any pleasure in reporting that. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, death penalty. But the only man who can save us, and I think you know this, is if Luke Fickle delivers a mercy blow to the Buckeyes on October 28th as a wake-up call to our Ohio State. He, he basically is the Patriot. Uh, in the if they lose that game, whew. The boards yeah. will be on fire. The, the boards will be on fire. fire. That is honestly the thing we need this season is Ohio State to start off 7-0, take a loss to Wisconsin to wake our ass up, and then that might give us – that can, might give Ryan – Ryan Day might finally wake up and realize, oh, shit, I'm dumb as shit. I, I better learn how to start coaching football or else I'm going to get fired and Luke Fickle's going to take my job. I, I mean, year. I've heard I've heard the day – or that Fickle and Frable were kind of salty that the job went to, like, you know, an outsider-like day. I believe it. I mean, I would be too proud of them. Look, look how he's done. He doesn't get it. Right. I think fundamentally, like Ryan Day thinks that being a coach about Ohio State and how to hate Michigan is just by like giving raw, raw speeches and like saying how tough you are and how much you hate those guys. But I don't think he feels it in his bones the way we do. He can't. Well, he can't. There's no way he can't because I mean, he's doing it for money. You know what I mean? Like he went to New Hampshire. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Urban. Urban, say what you want. Like he grew up, he grew up, you know, under a freak, and like he was blood soaked in the rivalry, which oh, is yeah. why, you know, which is why when the times got tough, which is why they pulled like 2016, perfect example. Brian Day loses that game in 2016. Yeah. Urban Meyer was paying the players, rest to get away. Urban Meyer, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not getting executed in the in the in the <laughs> locker room. Like, are you like I'm trying to have sex after this game? <laughs> Urban Meyer, I I guarantee you, when they were talking on the sideline during that call, I guarantee you Urban had stationed some Ohio National Guardsmen at the homes of those referees just in case something happened. And he said, look, fellas, I don't want to tell you what to do, but I got a picture of your daughter with a red dot in her forehead. I mean, that's the kind of guy Urban is, though. That's how bad he wants to win, right? He probably had SEAL Team team 6 with like a go word. (laughs) I don't think Ryan Day knows a single Italian that, that Urban Meyer didn't introduce him to. That's my honest opinion. You yeah. think Italians in New Hampshire? There's not, man. They don't have any up there. There's not a single guy who who looks like Tony Soprano and owns a gun that Ryan Day is friends with. Urban has 30 of those guys. That's the difference <laughs> between the two of them. <laughs> you think you think yeah. Ryan Day's ever eaten a cannoli in his life? <laughs> God, maybe maybe on a recruiting trip. Ugh. Yeah, probably recruiting some bum ass offensive lineman for Greg's to draw. Probably some. <laughs> Dude, I don't know, man. I I just I'm apoplectic over it. I I can't get over it. It's just like all the Ryan Day truthers, people who tell you he's a great coach, he's actually he's this, he's that, he's the other. He just isn't changing anything. Like even if you think he's awesome, when he gets his shit rocked by Michigan twice. <laughs> And doesn't do anything different. Like, how can you not think this guy's incompetent? How do you think he's still just like going to figure it out? Like, he doesn't have either the, the intelligence yeah. or the courage to change what needs to be changed. It's one of the two. I mean, it could be both. 
I don't know. It's like people with the president, you know, any party, like Joe Biden is my friend. <laughs> they really can't think be a bad guy. You know, like Ryan, Ryan Day is like my friend. He's Bulbasaur and he's real. <laughs> like, uh, you know, like they, they just buy it. The propaganda just runs so deep that they're just true. Like Ryan Day, at the end of the day, he's just some fucking guy who's doing it for the money. Like, yeah. he's just like, He's just doing it for the money. Like if the money were fair, right, he'd be gone tomorrow. To be fair, Urban Meyer was too. Like at the end of the day, Urban Meyer was also oh, yeah. a mercenary. He just yeah. also so happened to like be a guy who, like you said, it was blood soaking the rivalry. Who is like, thank God his father gave him PTSD from his childhood abuse because if it weren't for that, <laughs> Urban Meyer would have like never elevated on state level. Uh, yeah, Urban <laughs> would have just, just been some like middle manager and you know, some casually racist middle manager for like some <laughs> bank and in like New Albany, like working for Chase Bank. <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee you. Here's what I think of too. I I was in Uber one time in Pittsburgh on the way to the airport, and this guy who drove me was telling me I was on my way down to Argentina, and he was telling me how you used to live in Colombia all the time. I was like, oh, where are you down there? He's like, well, things got pretty bad for me after the mortgage crash. <laughs> he, he was like, I was a, I was a mortgage loan lender. I was riding pretty high in the hog, making about a quarter million dollars a year. The things came crashing down pretty quick. I had a lot of bad debts, a lot of, a lot of you know money you don't know people. To. <laughs> we don't want to lie to he just told me this as we're pulling out of my driveway like right away and uh uh but uh yeah i mean that's why i kind of think Urban meyer would have been if it weren't for <laughs> for bud meyer kind of soaking him in the love of the lord and, and you know raising him at the foot of the buckeye cross um yeah man yeah we, i mean we may not we and we may never get i mean that could be the curse of the dublin dad like we we're never gonna oh. get just I we could get fickle I mean we'll see fickle Brable's lost some of his shine he's collapsed but it's a different you know that's apples and oranges a little bit those two leagues but yeah I don't know Dublin Dad he could have been one of a kind he was special <laughs> <laughs> he was generational as our friends say <laughs> he uh I mean look I will say like as much as I hated him at the end. Going seven and zero against Michigan with the national championship ring is like, yeah. I mean, I mean, he, I, he, he's, he's not. He's not Woody. I mean, not winning with yeah. two thousand fifteen. He should have gone to the Hague. But yeah, yeah, man, he should have had at least two rings. I, I agree with that. But I mean, look, as much as I hate his guts as, as a person, he's the best non-Woody coach in history. I think it's not. I, like I know you guys like Trestle and all that, but I don't think it's that close. It's definitely Urban to me. Yeah, well, Tre- but Trestle, I would say, but Trestle like saved the program. You know, like they were like he he resurrected the program, and he like did it in such a way, like because I mean, if if Twitter were around, he would have been killed. People would have killed that fucking hire, maybe me included. But like yeah. he's, he's dude, he turned that pro. I, Meyer well, took it to another level. Yeah, for sure. Trestle and Meyer, saved, saved, the Meyer saved it in his own right. Trestle but. saved the rivalry. I, I mean, the program, the Ohio State program, I know they had a bad last year in Cooper, but, like, that was a team that was winning 10 games a year every year. Like, I mean, like, Trestle, Trestle is basically just Cooper with rivalry wins, in my opinion. See, I, that, that, that would get you flamed. I mean, there are people are going to hear it. <laughs> that, that was, but, the old-timers, the old-timers, the old-timers, no, Cooper, I mean, Trestle was just, 
like he was like the perfect guy at the perfect time and he won the big one and he beat Michigan and he completely like turned that rivalry on his Oh, he's head. a great coach. Yeah, and he's number 3 for sure. Like yeah. Like cuz I mean Urban or Urban went 7 and 0 or whatever it was against Michigan, but that was also he came in when Michigan was completely at rock bottom. Thanks to what Tress what Tressel had did done to him. That's true. That's true. And Ryan Day fucking let him off the mat. And Ryan Day blew it all. He blew fucking 20 years of dominance. Yeah. And that's, it shows you how quick it can flip on its head. You know, you have. What a pervert. What a disgusting little pig. Yeah. And Justin, Justin Fields was talking this week with Rich Eisen. He was like, you know, that week they don't play games there. Like, I mean, they piss, you know, they pee in like the urinals and stuff. And it's like, all right, well, I mean, we're going to need more than like pissing on some urine, on some urine cakes. This this week or yeah. uh, this year. And does they have that? Can he find that motivation in this players beyond just like, I don't know, getting angry and like acting angry. He's just not he a winner, proof. dude. Like that's, he his, he's not a winner. He's not a winner. Like when it comes down, the chips are on the table. Ryan day can't actually go ahead and go with yeah. something. I mean, we're it's four like years a- in and <laughs> what do we have to show for to win against Clemson in the playoff Win against fucking James Skalski's Clemson it wasn't even the good Clemson teams. Like it's like Rip says on Yellowstone son in, in this life, you're either winning and learning or you're losing all the way to the grave. <laughs> <laughs> I think mean, we can. <laughs> that's kind of how I feel we are with fine day. We're losing all the way to the grave. We are fucking losing, man. Well, shit, that's about all we got to say on this one. I, I, mean, yeah, I don't know another, what else another, to spir- say. another spiritual episode on Buckeye testimonial. <laughs> Tune in next week when we got Joel Osteen <laughs> bringing the Buckeye prosperity gospel home with us. I honestly, I bet if we just if we uh, if we really looked around, we could probably find whoever the Ohio State team chaplain is and get him on the podcast. I guarantee, if we just kept character, no one else, <laughs> no one else knows. Who that guy? No one else is interviewing that guy. We should really find the Buckeye team chaplain and ask him to lead us in a prayer before the game. We're going to need it. We're going to need, we're gonna need I mean, it. Dude, I know you think I'm joking, but that as a podcast episode is a funny concept. I think if we like, we make up a dummy podcast called Buckeye Testimonial, upload a few fake episodes or something, <laughs> and get this guy to come sign up. I think that's something we could do. Uh, I think that's the way to start out. Put it in the chat. All right, man. DJ, you want to sign us out before we, so we can send this off to Kevin and, <laughs> and see what kind of trouble we get into for this episode? Go Bucks. Michigan sucks. And help is on the way. <laughs>